Warning. The following podcast contains language which is suitable for adults and mature children only. Please listen at your own risk. Every day, hundreds of amusing stories escape the roving eyes of the general public to fester in hidden corners of the internet. Until now. One team of unqualified friends has taken it upon themselves to expose these stories to a wider audience, to be referenced at dinner parties and uncomfortable gatherings at work. These brave explorers are the Internuts, and this is... The Internuts Podcast. Hello? Hey! 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 We did it! We Yay. did it! Technology! This is a great success. Great success! First time <laughs> Skyping ever. Really? Yeah, me too. Oh my really? gosh. I know. I'm, I'm very behind the times, apparently. Keith, you told me originally when we were trying to set this thing up that it said you had to pay for something. I was like, what the fuck? Because you don't have to, I, I never had to pay for anything. No, I was just a fool. Like, I downloaded the Skype, but they try to sell long distance or blah, blah, blah. But then my girlfriend, or fiance, oh, she's going to kill me. Um, Ooh, my congratulations. Fiance, Thank you, thank you. Um, but she she uses it with her dad sometimes out in California, and she told me she never pays. So besides the practice thing where she was hiding in the second bedroom and I was downstairs, yep. this is my first official Skype. <laughs> it's pretty good. I had a practice one, too. And also, congrats on being uh, engaged. I'm recently engaged myself. I know. I heard the engagement special. Your oh, there you go. sounds hilarious. Yes. Uh, how long have you been in, in the in the trenches? Uh, uh, June second was the day she said yes. Oh, very nice. I've been I've been dating a guy for like a week now. Ooh, that's actually true. Really? Yeah. And now, I, I was telling Keith about this before you called in, but you gave a very awesome response about why you're a couple of minutes late, and that was that you were um, recording voiceover. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's ADR. I don't know what that stands for, but I, I don't I know either. That... Do you you don't know? No, you I don't auto- know. Automatic dialogue replacement? I guess. Sure. That sounds good. I think so. Yeah. Automated. That's, yeah. I mean, it's fun. They put you in a little box, and it's, like, all soundproof, and you feel like an astronaut. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I should probably introduce you guys. Um, uh, welcome, everyone. This is uh, the Internet's podcast. This is episode 26. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Chris. I'm going to let you behind the scenes right now. Even though we're releasing this at the end of November, it is currently early November, and it's also early on a Wednesday, much earlier than I'm, than we, I think we've ever recorded before. It's like 4.45 or something like that, which is weird for me because I, I can't be as drunk as, as I prefer to be when we're recording these things. Yeah, it's almost 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, as I'm sure there are country songs about, but it's it still feels weird when it's not quite dark out yet. You're not a daytime drinker. <laughs> I would love to be a daytime drinker. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it gets dangerous. I always end up losing a pair of nice sunglasses that way. <laughs> I've lost a lot of sunglasses. I've lost a lot of flip-flops in the summer. Because, because you were drunk? Yeah, it's weird. I like I, I don't even get that drunk, but like I'll just leave flip-flops places. Just walk you around like barefoot, barefoot, stumbling yeah. drunk. Yeah. Maybe you have a problem. I hope yeah, not. At first it was funny, but now you're that stumbling barefoot guy. <laughs> It's usually like we go to someone's house and we'll have like a backyard barbecue and I'm like, oh, the grass feels nice. I'm going to, you know, plop off the flip flops and then they're just gone. They're just gone forever. I go through like three pairs of summer. Hmm. Maybe you'll go over to someone's house one day and like they will have stolen your flops and you'll see them all at their house. If they stole my flops, 
they have so planners bad. warts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, as, as you might have noticed, there are other people talking with me here tonight. The first guest is a member of the improv slash sketch troops 4AM in Thailand and the Flighty Ducks. Uh, he's also a past guest on one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Doug Loves Movies. It's Mr. Keith Moser. Hi, everybody. I'm I'm sure you're all standing and applauding me right now in your homes. That's well, they should. Really unsafe if you're driving. Sit back down, please. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't stand up. Uh, how's it going, Keith? It's going well. I'm also uh, just home from work. Uh, I have no qualms about drinking. I'm partaking of some beer right now. and uh, Excellent. We'll see where this conversation takes us. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. How did you um, end up on stage? Because I, I mentioned that you were a guest on Doug Loves Movies, and that's actually how I found out about your very existence. <laughs> was that uh, my fiance bought me tickets to see a Doug Loves Movies taping in Philly, and then you were on it. I was like, oh, I should try and touch base with this guy. Yeah, it was uh, cool. Doug, when he tours, sometimes he just has room to do uh, stand-up. So that's what he was doing up here. Yes. Um, and at the end of his shows, he always asks for name tags. He'll call someone up to play against Graham, and I was the, actually the second person to go up. The first guy lost to Graham. He didn't Ooh. win in the in the Leonard Malton game. But I got up there, and it was uh, Roe versus Wade, movies where people are, are stranded at sea. Yep. And uh, it was... Um, from the early 2000s, 2003 or four, and from the description, I knew it was open water, so I went right to zero names, and Graham had no chance of... Uh, I vaguely uh, remember this, because it was only, like, two people in the cast, right? Exactly. Basically, the, the <laughs> guy and the girl who are stuck in the water. So you went and, zero, and then he couldn't name either of those two people, like no yeah, one can. No. Nice. And Very well played. Yeah, so I, I got the chance to be on the stage with Doug and Preston Steve from Philly and Graham again. It was it was a fun time. I listen to that podcast all the time, and it was a pleasure to be on there, and it's a pleasure to find a new podcast like The Internets and hey. listen to some of your back catalog and be a member here. I appreciate that as well. Now, something I will mention from seeing a podcast recording live, the trick is a two-drink minimum. I had to pee for the last hour of that podcast. Oh, I had to pee so bad. I was so just bad. wondering, like, I was just, like, wondering, what happens if you have to pee during one of these? <laughs> oh, for the three of us, we can just throw up a flag and then we'll all go pee. Yeah, it was difficult. I had some beer before we started backstage, you know, as we were just preparing. And I remember having at least one on the stage ordered from the waitress. And I, I remember also really having to go, but I was stuck on stage and there was no flag to be thrown. Yeah, that would do it. it, it we don't have a crowd, so I, I like that. <laughs> I like that about this whole arrangement. That is nice. Yeah. Before we keep talking about peen, I'm going to introduce our second guest tonight. I'm very <laughs> excited to welcome uh, an actress who's appeared in many TV programs that you've probably seen, uh, including Sons of Anarchy, Game Change, and most excitingly for me, a bunch of shows on the ID Discovery Channel. Uh, <laughs> it's our good new friend, Rachel Lang. Hey, I'm so excited. You love that um, channel. And I'm always like flabbergasted. I meet so many people that are just like obsessed with that channel. And I'm like, it's, really? It's ridiculous. My fiance and I, probably a year ago, I think we stumbled across it. And that's pretty much all we watched for months. We just called it the murder channel. <laughs> it makes me feel better that it's not just me that was fucking deep into that thing. No, my fiance no. watches it too. We might have seen you, Rachel. I'm not sure. You probably have. I've been on enough of them. I've had, um, <laughs> yeah, all different hair colors and my hair straight and curly and whatever. So I've been a variety of different um, people. It was weird. One of the first times I went out to Los Angeles, I went to this uh, coffee shop and I just got coffee. And that was like my first kind of encounter of how large of a scope this network had was the guy was like, 
do you do movies? And I'm thinking like, well, this is LA, like everyone's trying to do movies. But I was like, well, not, not really. I was like, I've been on TV, you know? And he was like, oh, like what? And I was like, well, you know, I do a lot of those ID channel shows, like Wicked Attractions. He's like, I knew it. I love that show. He's like, oh my God, watch that channel every night. And I was yeah. like, wow. Usually towards the end of the show, they'll show a couple pictures of the actual people that were being portrayed by the actors. Mm-hmm. And in, in some of these shows, it's pretty close. In some of them, it's obviously so sexied up who they picked to be <laughs> oh, the yeah. actors. Because when they oh, show the yeah. real people, it's like, oh, they had no teeth and they were like 500 pounds. And it's like, wow. Yeah. I've actually, you know, I, I, I think someone like gave me a good compliment one time. They were like, wow, they were being really nice to her. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely like, yeah. agree. Yeah, that makes me think, and these this will remain anonymous. I used to actually, I worked at a talent agency, and I did, um, the talent agency did, you know, some bookings for the networks, and they would send us uh, pictures, you know, of the real people, and then I, I remember this one particular producer would send, like, a picture of Jennifer Aniston, like, next to the, the real person, <laughs> like, and, like, hence, like, should look like this. Ah, uh, I see. And we'd be like, oh, sure, let me just call <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I'll get right on it. She might be slumming it that week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure she would um love to play a murdered bride. Okay, now let me ask you this. We call it the murder channel, but how many times have you been a murderer or a murderee? Um, most of the time, I think I've been a murderee. I think I've survived, let's see... First one got murdered. I got murdered another time. Um, and I think I, I played like a friend of the lead on I Dated a Psycho, which was nice because I was like that friend that's like, ugh, don't date him. He's bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and then I, I just did one recently, um, not on the ID channel, but on the Destination America channel for a show called A Haunting. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that one. It's another really, really cool reenactment show about... Um, paranormal encounters in people's homes across America. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I saw that show, and I didn't even recognize you. Oh, cool. Which, which is That's only cool. fair, because like we, I think we only met once, right? I, I don't remember, and I feel rude. No, you it should was not. A, it was at a music festival, which yeah. means I was probably only half there. <laughs> yeah, uh, as was I. Which is awesome, though, for those, because, like, I feel like I meet so many people at music festivals, because you're so inspired, you know, for being yeah. there, and you have these amazing conversations, like, that are just, like, transcendent, and you're just, like, coming to all these epiphanies, and it's like, life is awesome, like, let's do it, oh my gosh, yes! And then you never see them again. Yeah, and then the next day, it was like, who was, who could that have been? Who yeah. could that possibly have been? We we yeah. met, I think, through the girls in the band after Jack, who I think we yes. mentioned on this show. And yeah, we just ended up being Facebook friends. But like in the back of my mind, I've always thought, oh, that should be a fun person to talk to on the podcast. And and here we are. That's awesome. And yeah. much like with Keith, it's it's just a, a chance encounter. And now you guys are both on a podcast with me. And now we're going to be friends forever. BFFs. <laughs> we BFFs. are BFFs. F's, we are F's. Skype BFFs. <laughs> uh, before we keep on going here tonight, I, I do want to mention that we do have music, and it's by a band called Georgia Soul Council. Uh, you can find their album Thickens Upon Standing on iTunes or Bandcamp.com, so make sure to look that up and purchase it and uh, enjoy their music tonight. Uh, I will do that. Thank you. I was talking directly to you, Rachel. Thank you. I, I wanted to say, I don't. How do you find these bands? Like, do they come to you? Because the the few episodes in your back catalog I found, I was mm -hmm. like, usually when podcasts put music in the middle, I'm just like, I'll fast forward a couple minutes. Yeah. But you have actually pretty good music playing here, and I'm just like, I'm gonna listen to this for the next three minutes. And oh, seconds. thank you. 
Uh, it's it's mostly bands that I like genuinely like. I find some of them on Bandcamp.com, like like I just said, which is a very cool website. So you which, just find these bands and you're just like not getting a cut or or anything. They're not no, paying to no, advertise. No cut. You're just like I like this. So here, internuts, enjoy. Yeah, usually I'll, I'll uh, email the band or their management or whatever, depending on how big they are, and just make sure that they're cool with me using, you know, two minutes worth of a song, just so, you know, they don't sue me. Yeah. But as long as they are, then that's that's what I include. But it's, it's definitely all just stuff I like. Very good taste. That's awesome. Chris. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, we did it, you guys. Guys. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we're we're going to start a segment called Craigslist Personals. Do 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 you want to meet somebody's junk? So the first Craigslist personal is a woman looking for a man, 29 years old, from Bushwick. The title is NSA Eskimo Sex. Exactly. Interesting. It reads, Now that daylight savings has come and gone and dark, cold winter is here, I am looking for someone to help me fulfill my sexy Eskimo fantasy. (laughs) You come over and we stand outside in t-shirts and shorts until we're freezing, our teeth are chattering, and we're almost blue. When we can't stand it anymore, you say, we need to get naked and huddle together for warmth. It's the only way to avoid hypothermia. I have a large furry blanket that we'll get naked and climb into, as well as some furry Eskimo boots that I'll wear for effect. (laughs) Boots are probably cute. I would imagine they're super cute. Yeah, I'm sold sold on the boots so far. Uh, The point is that we have to be naked to avoid death. But once we're together in the blanket, the temptation is just too much and we can't help fucking like crazy. I am cute and fit, no strings attached, exclamation point. Please be drug and disease free. I can host. Your pick gets mine. A pick of you in an Eskimo-type parka would get more consideration. Woo! That's that's an interesting little uh, fantasy this girl has. I'm confused. Though, like, is she... We, we've seen that, like, that trope in movies like oh you have to huddle up for warmth and and the body heat does she really want to get so close to the point of hypothermia that <laughs> they have death. no other choice but I'm getting chopping off yeah, I, I like that part we have to huddle or we're we'll, to avoid death yeah <laughs> it's like but then that, they can't stand it yeah. so they just start fucking and it's just are you gonna risk fucking and then die of hypothermia like mid thrust how close to death does she want to get for this yeah, that's a very good question. Because, like, I assume that they're outside to get super cold in, like, t-shirts and boxers or whatever. Then they run inside, warm up a little bit, and then... Hmm. She also has like... to put the boots on, apparently, because she's she's yeah. only wearing t-shirts outside. She, she has to put oh, that's those right. fuzzy yeah. boots yeah. on yeah. in the bedroom. Boots are clutch. See, what I, I kind of imagine that she ha- actually may have had... Because this girl's, you know, she's going pretty far... She may have an igloo in her backyard, and inside Ooh. the igloo, there was a, like a bear rug. So they would go inside their igloo and lay on their bear rug. I was also thinking bear rug. Yes. Something about this description made me think bear rug. What was the, is the, I, I don't use Craigslist at all, so was the title NSA Eskimo Sex? Yeah, it's no strings attached. I had to look it up myself. Oh, so I was cool. like this was the NSA, like, is going to watch us while we have some sex in an that igloo. That would be or... even better. Oh, I, I don't think she's oh, 29, yes. slim and fit or whatever she describes, because that sounds like a girl that could go to a bar, get up and dance on it, maybe a Halloween weekend, pick up a guy to go home and have some Eskimo sex. Yeah. This is <laughs> weird. We didn't have Eskimo 
most sex on the first night. Okay, okay. but go on. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, Rachel. Oh, sorry. I can't believe that she's actually who she says she is if she's going on Craigslist for this. That seems strange to me. Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, it's it's exactly probably like ID Discovery shows where <laughs> when they say cute and fit, it's like, well, they're probably like the real people. Yeah, or like, what about like she like actually lures them in and then she's like this femme fatale that like lets them hypo, what's it called, thermiate to death? Sure. Okay. So she'll. So people call it freeze to oh, death. Oh, okay, freeze. <laughs> so um, yes, I imagine she is actually probably a murderer. That's my guess. I like that possible scenario as well. She would just have them go outside and then like when they run out there, just locks the door. She's like the female ice truck killer on the first season of Dexter, where she just like she like freezes their bodies. Okay, I think we got to the bottom of this one. Exactly. Our advice to this girl is to stop killing people. Stop killing people, lady. We're on to you. We're on to your game. There is a a real show called Ice Cold Killers about um, killers in Alaska. And a bunch of my friends just went to Alaska to film um, some episodes. Really? So, yeah, I believe it's in its, like, third season. So It seems like there's not enough people in Alaska to have that many murders. The population density is, you know, thin there. So there's there's some psychos up there that move to Alaska just to get that tax rebate credit yeah. every year. And then they just they start killing because they know... Then no. no one's going to miss them. Yeah. Well, I think, like, the 24 hours of daylight would definitely drive me crazy. Oh, right? yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, what is it, insomnia? That would drive me insane. That right? would be nuts. And I also, how many how many of the killers of these people are just bears? That's a good point. I think most. Yeah, this guy that I've been seeing is, like, really into, like, redneck reality shows. Like, there's one about people in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it, but it's, like, rednecks basically in Alaska. And actually, they're the family of, you know, Jewel the singer, oh. the yodeler. Yeah. <laughs> it's like her the family. Yodeler. <laughs> yeah. And um like a lot of it is like just following them trying to like kill bears. Oh shit. I know. And it's kind of I don't think I could kill a bear. It's really sad. Are there a shit ton of bears? There's there's definitely bear hunting season, so Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cuz I don't feel that bad about like deer hunting cuz there's there's just too many fucking deer down here. Yeah, because they hunt you in your car. <laughs> they do. They they hunt you with their bodies into your grill. All right, this seems like a good time to take a break. We're going to be listening to a song called Can't Stand Ya by Georgia Soul Council. I hope you enjoy it very much, and we'll be right back.
Um, we're going to move on to the next Craigslist personal here. Uh, this is two men looking for one woman, so steal yourselves. They're both 25, apparently. They're from Boston. Uh, the title is, We'll put together all your Ikea stuff, and then... Dot, 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 dot. These Boston boys don't know how to properly use an ellipsis. Uh, two hard-bodied, well-spoken 24-year-old guys. Both got over a 9.5 on Hot or Not. Both have a clean bill of health. Steve, the poster, has a flot stomach, and Jeff, his friend, is ripped, like an eight-pack. We will provide pictures when you reply. You'll have to call us or Skype or cam chat to prove you're a chick, though. Email away. Ah, the catch at the end, because the whole time I'm thinking, this is this is gay. They're gay. They want gay. gay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think they want a dude. I think deep down they do, but they don't realize it yet. They're 25. They're from Boston. They don't know. They're still confused. Mm-hmm. I think they're asking for it from a gay dude, because a gay dude could easily, like, send them a picture of a girl be like, this is me. <laughs> like, one drunken night they were talking to each other about that. It came up, and, like, they're doing this as proof. Like, no, type in there, must be a girl. Yeah. Can't be a guy. You totally have to be a girl. You have to prove you're a girl. We only like girls. Yeah. Girls. Yeah, even though, like, I know exactly how to describe my buddy's a chiseled body. Yeah. I like talking about my friend's body. Just, they, they sound like a pair of, like, Thunder Down Underboys, you know? Like, or, what is it? Like, Chippendales? I know that reference. What's Thunder Down Under? Those it is an Australian... Australia. Yeah, it's an Australian a male uh, strip club in Vegas. There There's so. one in Atlantic City, too. I've seen it every time we drive down the expressway. Oh, you've been inside. It's safe Maybe. to say the Atlantic City one is worse, right? Oh, of course. Than the Vegas Everything. one? Is that safe? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's like the guys that start out like in their early 20s in Vegas, and then they are like 40, and then they have to move to Atlantic City. Yeah, I think that's the rule. <laughs> Although I've never been to Atlantic City. I've heard it's pretty uh, lucrative, or can be. I've had some really good luck at, at Atlantic City. I've, I've unfortunately had to walk away with two of those WGs. Like, I've won so much money Jesus. on a slot machine that, like, I have to file it on my taxes next year. I've never won a thin dime by gambling. I, I'm the worst gambler. I won $4,501 on Ooh. Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady. What? Last year. Yeah. Really? Really. It was probably the best and weirdest day of my life. Yeah. How'd you get that $1? I think they maybe put it over, so I don't know. Probably something for taxes. Or... Yeah, tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> now, remind me again what <laughs> what Let's Make a Deal is. It's a game show, and it's like people dress up in costume. Um, it's, it, it's been around forever. Like There was one, I think, back in the 60s, and then they just brought it back recently. And basically, there's a variety of games. There's three curtains, and there's a hot girl that stands in front of the curtains. And she's like, you can take, you can uh, keep going with the gift card, or you can take what's behind curtain one. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to pull it back to the Ikea question right quick. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Are we in agreement that they really sort of want a guy to show up? I'm not like Rachel, just assuming all guys from Boston are gay. <laughs> I think that's what she said, right? Yeah. You cannot deny their bromance. No one will deny the bromance. Just because two guys like to get half naked and like pump some iron together does not make it lewd in any way. No. Because I just want to know, these guys are putting up a thing, basically just said, we'll put together your furniture and then you can repay us however you want. Obviously, they want a three-way with some hot girl on Craigslist because that happens all the time. Yeah. But how many times do you think they're just going to go to someone's house, put together furniture and then get 20 bucks or get, you know, a piece of pie? Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. They don't really specify how they want to get repaid. If you guys could, like, repay them in some way, what would you what would you give them? 
I, w- I would just like be like, you know, here's some pulled pork. Have, have right. a good night. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Do you like protein shakes? You seem to imply that you might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I feel like that's a good uh, transition point. Uh, the final Craigslist personal is a man looking for a woman doesn't give where it's from. It's titled Fondue Party. You're the main course. Oh, dear. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, it gets worse. Nothing is better than food and sex. And don't worry, it won't be so hot that it hurts. Just warm, and I get to lick it off whatever you're wearing. Hot fudge? Well, warm fudge, wink, is the best with whipped cream and strawberry sauce. You be the banana. (laughs) (laughs) After that, you choose. Uh, Turnabout is fair play and all that. Please be drug and disease free and open-minded. That's really all I'm asking for. See, that, that seems like, to me, the most real one. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, that one doesn't seem very fake. It's the most specific, but my, yeah. I, I have a couple issues. I, I like that they're saying not hot fudge, warm fudge, because you don't want to fucking give people second-degree burns. I'm concerned yes. that they say, I get to lick it off whatever you're wearing. Yeah, that implies he's, like, pouring the fudge, like, on a blouse or something. Yeah, come over in a business suit, and I'm just going to fuck it up and ruin it, <laughs> then lick it off your clothes, and then you go home. This dress is dry clean only. <laughs> Should have worn something hmm. you could machine wash. Yeah. You get out. <laughs> Whatever you're wearing, which I, I mean, I would imagine that they would probably want that to be very little. You would think. Let's go back to this. What is it? You're the banana? Yeah. Where'd that come from? I don't I, I don't think this guy wants guys too. Is this another like gay thing? What if that's like, it's not even like sexual at all. It'd be funny if that's just like how he likes to like eat fondue. If they show up and they're like all sexed up, they're like ready to go. And he's like, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, Shh, this is, this is really good strawberry sauce. Just, just hold on. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> just shut up. He's been kicked he's out like, of like that... 17 melting pots across the nation. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's got that, that weird eating disorder where you eat bark and like inanimate, inanimate objects, you know? Oh, what's he's, the like, name? I... But there's a name for that. It pregnant, it's called oh, pregnant, pica. Let's get it, right? Pica. It's pi- yeah. Pica. Yeah. He's like, I, I just, I love the taste of how 100% cotton really meshes with this warm fudge. <laughs> he's a, he's a fat pica. He's a big old fat pica. <laughs> he just wants some woman to come over and enjoy it and uh, be there for him to eat off of. Um, speaking of, uh, well, speaking of nothing, I, I have to go to the bathroom, you guys. I have to go pee. Okay. But I'll be back in two minutes. Uh, you guys can talk amongst yourselves or... Uh... I can use a bathroom break too, I'm sure. Hello? Hey. Hey, you're back. Yeah, that was creepy because they're all upstairs doing a ADR. They're still recording voiceovers upstairs. So I had to walk through the whole like downstairs like studio where there's there's all these like, like I was talking about, like all these deer heads and like mannequins and it's like oh, all dark. Walk through... Oh, that's gross. Oh, it was really creepy. It was really creepy. I, like I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Skype them back now. So if someone wants to kill me, they, they'll hear it. Yeah, at least we'll have proof. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I would have the highest rated podcast of the week if you got murdered during it. You might. The Internet's Snuff Podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm back out in my car because I don't want to sit in a creepy studio and and Skype. Go for it. All right. Uh, before we run out of time here, I do want to do a couple Yahoo answers. So Yahoo joins the fight against evil, fighting all the bad guys and kicking their butts. So Yahoo, yeah, woo! Questions. Okay. Uh, the first one is asked by Anonymous. Uh, the question is: Is this bad breath help advice? Maybe. 
When I lick my wrist and smell it, it smells bad. Basically, not nice. However, if I blow out... <laughs> However, if I blow out breath in cupped hands and smell my breath, it's fine. Neutral. I don't understand. I have never had any complaints. I understand some parts of my gums have a bad gummy smell, so I often get a scale and polish every three months. Is this bad breath, and will this be smelt whilst kissing? Help. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed with the uh, licking of the wrist technique. I have never heard of that before. When I no, lick I... my wrist and smell it, it smells bad. I've heard that. That's actually the better way to test your own breath because the whole breathing into your cupped palm and smelling it, you're basically smelling your hand. But I remember hearing the reason, like, you get bad breath is bacteria in your mouth. Yeah, And that bacteria buildup, if you lick your wrist or the back of your hand, Mm -hmm. let that dry and then smell it, you're going to smell the leftover bad breath. Really? So this person is actually really smart but also really dumb at the same time. I just tried it like four right. times. Mine, mine smells wrist. like um, mine smells like chocolate and tobacco. It actually smells kind of good. It smells kind of yummy. Mine smells like an e-cigarette. Keith? It smells like beer. Yeah, mine kind of smells like beer too. <laughs> I wish it was more specific about how it smelled bad. Basically not nice. But if it smelled like sardines or something, then you can get a, a comp- like get a scent that would... Um, would blend well with that, and then that's the person you should mate with. It's like, like if you if you smell like chocolate, they smell like peanut butter. You're set for life. Exactly, because what she thinks is not nice, someone might think is really hot. There you go. There's got might be, be a big turn out on. there on Craigslist who wants a girl with sardine breath to come over and put some furniture together. <laughs> yeah, with basically not nice breath. Yeah, basically not good. I I do also want to point out that she says um some parts of her gums have a bad gummy smell. Do gums smell like a thing? Yeah, you can have smelly gums. Like I covered in plaque? I guess, but like your whole mouth smells bad. Like it's not gum specific, I don't think. I don't know how you would um how you would do that unless you like smell your floss, like after you floss. Even that is like the things in between your teeth. Like I don't I don't know what the fuck your gums smell like. Maybe you like rub your finger on your gums and then smell your finger? Oh that could be. I'm gonna try that. Okay, I'll try it too. Alright, here we go. Doesn't smell like anything. No, it doesn't smell bad. No. We we have healthy gums that don't smell basically not nice. We did it, you guys. We have she probably has a medical issue. She should consult her dentist. Yeah, if her gums smell bad, I feel like she's gonna start losing teeth left and right. Does it say how old she is? Uh no. But just based on writing, probably probably younger than twenty, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, my advice would be to consult a dentist or find someone like you. Yeah. Or find, you know, someone with a good combined, basically not nice smell. So two negatives will make a positive. So together you'll smell nice. Exactly. No, I, I like that plan. Like if your breath smells like onions, what would go good with that? Blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a rough couple to hang out with. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Blue I don't cheese. Wa- I don't want to go to Quizzo with them. Or garlic. Yeah, man. Garlic and onions are very specific. In that I don't yeah. want people to smell like them, but I like the smell of those things. Yeah, my nostrils just flared a little bit thinking about it. Yeah, right? Like, I like the smell of garlic if I'm cooking it, but if someone smells like garlic, it grosses me out so bad. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have I have to pick between two questions, and I already asked uh, Keith about this, but I'm going to ask you, Rachel. I have to okay. pick between a Twitter question and a question about horses. 
Hmm. I don't know. Horses might be more interesting, but I'm 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 interested in Twitter too. What's your gut what? say? Twitter. Okay, we're gonna go Twitter. Uh, I this... think we chose poorly, Rachel, because I I said to dish the horses, and he said that that was he seemed hesitant to dish the horse one. Okay, if we get through the Twitter one quick, I'll ask the horse one anyway, because I think, right, that's if it was, I think if, it's super fast. If it was a unicorn, then you know it'd be different, but it's a horse. Uh, yeah, we, we've all seen a horse. Uh, the Twitter question is asked by MJ Lover. Okay. Uh, how do I ask my mom for a Twitter? Okay, so I'm 13, the right age for a Twitter, right? I want to ask my mom if I can have one, but I don't know how. I want to keep up with the Jackson family, as in Michael Jackson. <laughs> She let me have an Instagram and a YouTube channel. She has made an account on both, by the way. I think she may even have a Twitter. No, I'm not making one without her knowing. Any ideas would be great. Thanks in advance. Uh, should have gone with the horse. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys chose poorly. This is a simple answer. Ask your mom, can I have a Twitter? Did the question say the mom has made a YouTube and an Instagram for this kid already? No, I think the kid already has a YouTube and an Instagram, whether the mom did or not. But the mom is, like, shy about doing a Twitter account. What? My only real question is why they like Michael Jackson so much that that's the only reason that they want to have Twitter. Didn't he die before Twitter, like, blew up? Oh, yeah. It, it says, uh, I want to keep up with the Jackson family. Maybe she oh. hopes that um, he'll tweet her back from the dead. Because, you know, celebrities can, like, respond to your tweets. No, I think maybe Michael's kids, like Blanket and Prince and all them, I think they probably have Twitter accounts that maybe oh. this guy that you're right. wants to follow. I bet fucking Blanket does have a Twitter account. That's a very good call, Keith. You don't, you don't believe that MJ is, is tweeting from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a fake MJ account out there. Oh, I, I bet there's a thousand of them. Yeah. So I, I, I totally forgot the kid's name was Blanket. That kid's probably like 20 by now, right? How old is that kid? I, don't I hope not. So. That'd make me feel I, very old. Probably old enough to have a Twitter. Can I say I something? Are, are we all at or near 30? Can I, can I say that? Yeah. Approaching it or at 30? I'm thir uh, I just turned 30 like a month ago. Above 30 here. Okay, fair enough. Wait, ha ha, I'm still in my 20s, fuckers. Oh, it's, get, get ready bitch. for it. I just turned 28, so I'm like, I, my birthday okay. was on October 1st, so I've, right. I've only, I'm a shy 28. Barely 28. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just started uh, re-watching X-Files with um, my fiance like a month ago, and it occurred to me that the X-Files started 20 years ago, and I almost killed myself. Oh my god, yeah. It's so long ago. Things that I know and remember are from 20 years ago, and that's fucked up. Yeah, I had that moment with uh, Dave Matthews on my Pandora, where it was like the live at Red Rocks was in 1995. Yeah, I love that album. That's like two years. It will be 20 years ago since that concert. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You're two years behind me. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Or like on uh, Nick at Night, you know, they have like, I don't know, like Saved by the Bell or like, yeah, uh, like Family Matters. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, because when I was little at Nick at Night, it was like, I love Lucy and, mm -hmm. you know, Laverne and Shirley. And it like was in black old and, shows. Yeah. In, in black and, like, and white. Yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes and shit. Yeah, we're getting old. You guys, we're getting old. Yeah, Ra getting Rachel, old Rachel, you're sucks. still winning. Thank me. God. And I'm losing. Yeah. And that's like, actually, you know, when I was in L.A. And I was in, like, my class, I, I took, you know, at UCB and also at Improv Olympic. Um, I never, because, you know, you think it's like, oh, like, everyone in L.A. is so skinny and pretty and whatever. I never really felt like that weird body image, like stigma. Like I never felt like, oh, I'm so fat compared to this actress. I just mm -hmm. felt, I felt old. I was in class um, with like a 17 year old who had just graduated high school and moved yeah. to Los Angeles. 
That would be weird, because, like, they wouldn't understand a single reference that I had. Yeah, it's like, how are you going to get my jokes? Yeah, like, if you throw out Dave Matthews Band live at Red Rocks, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'd be like, fucking Carter had a great drum solo in Liner Graves, and you don't know about it, because you're a toddler. Yeah, they'd be like, I have a, um, I have a rock collection, and some of them are rad. <laughs> and oh. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Oh. Oh. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, well, it kind of felt like that, like, and, you know, it, but she was so pretty and naive, and she actually, like, carried mace with her, like, to class. Oh. You know? And it was like, well, that's probably smart, but at the same time, it's just like, wow, like, you're so, you make me feel old. Like, I'm proud of you for, like, just Yeah, good for here. you. Yeah, like, right after high school. It's probably, you know, considering Los Angeles and the way that the industry works, like, probably this, one of the smartest things to do. Yeah, it's a good idea, but also, I, that never would have occurred to me. Yeah, never, ever. I, I was a piece of shit before I went to college. I knew nothing about the world, and I would have probably died. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what can we say about the Twitter thing? Because I want to ask the horses one, because I like the horses one. Just ask your mom if yeah, you ask your mom Twitter to follow Blanket Jackson. There you go. Also, anyone that's listening to this show, uh, see if Blanket Jackson is on Twitter. And yeah. Get, get on that. I'm going to follow, yeah. I'm, I'm writing down Blanket for myself. All right, real quick, I want to do the horse question, then we're going to do uh, the fan fiction thing. Uh, This one is asked by Robert S. Who would win in a fight, a horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? (laughs) A horse-sized duck. Or 100 duck-sized horses. That's a lot of horsepower. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Don't make jokes, Rachel. Come on. (laughs) This is deadly serious. 100, okay. A horse-sized duck. I'm trying to picture that. That's just a large duck. And, I mean, it's got its webbed feet, but ducks aren't all... Do do the animals know they're fighting each other? I would assume that, yeah, they know what the the game is. Are you high? (laughs) Are you... That was, like, a total, like, high question. Do animals know that they're fighting each other? (laughs) I mean, can the horses band together and sort of, like, make a pyramid? Because a hundred... Duck-sized horses together are going to be much bigger than the the horse-sized duck. I would say that the hundred duck-sized horses probably can't get more than maybe, like, too deep if they, like, really cluster up. I think they probably can't do, like, piggyback style. My point here is that even duck-sized horses have teeth, whereas ducks don't have any teeth, even if they're huge. Do ducks do... Like, I know there's geese, and they can be, like, bastards that, like, peck at you and... We have some geese in, like, our work parking lot that once it's, like, nesting season, we have to like, block off a couple parking spots around their nest because they start attacking people. Yeah, they can be there. real assholes. Are ducks assholes like that, too, or are they just like, yeah, give me some bread? I think they're kind of assholes. I don't think they're yeah. as bad as, as geese are. I think geese are worse and swans and shit. Yeah, I got chased by a duck when I was little, and it was terrifying because someone, like, at a picnic, um, I think it was my uncle, he put, like, a piece of peanut butter with bread on it and stuck it to my back. And I didn't know. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> they started chasing me, and I was just, like, freaked out. With that being said, the horse-sized duck would be terrifying and would probably win. But I would I would want to ride it like a horse. Like, I kind of wished in real life there were, like, horse-sized ducks. I think that would be really cool. I agree with that. I would like to see a horse-sized duck. That seems very, like, never-ending story. Where you I just, would, like, yeah! ride, just ride a big duck. If there's more than one, like, if there's just horse-sized ducks all over the place... It might be the end of the world, but I would like to see one just in a in a cage somewhere, maybe. A big cage, though. Yeah. Because it's, it's majestic. I, I think we're all going horse-sized duck. Am I wrong about that? It's the clear champion. Okay. 
what if it's like a really horse sized duck is anyone really the winner mm. i i can picture opening a like a fortune cookie and seeing <laughs> who would win and the fight that. a horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized like i would think about that yeah and then like look at my numbers on the back exactly Okay, time for another break. Uh, we're going to be listening to a song called Dutch Oven by Georgia Soul Council. Again, you can find their album Thickens Upon Standing on iTunes or Bandcamp.com. Uh, listen up and we'll be right back. one single segment left here in the podcast and that's the internet's fan fiction corner internet's fan fiction corner this is a very exciting thing because we've been doing the same uh god-awful harry potter fan fiction for about like two years almost mm-hmm. uh and now we're doing something new it's uh it's only about six chapters long so we're gonna do one chapter an episode this is the newest piece of fan fiction it's called jurassic park neogenesis by someone called Drake Scepter. Here we go. Chapter 1 Sarah Manuhin was a 17-year-old albino girl with an almond-shaped face, white hair, red irises, and a slightly curvy yet petite figure. She wore denim jeans with torn knees and a short-sleeved t-shirt. She was on a plane ride with her four brothers over the Isles of Costa Rica. Her eldest brother, Matthew, wanted to write a report on tropical storms. Sarah had a sinking feeling about this experiment. Sarah drifted off to sleep in the stormy night sky. 
When Sarah awoke, she was dazed and disoriented, but other than that, no worse for the wear. Half of the plane was torn open as she realized when she turned her head to the bright light outside. Uh, the next thing she realized, she was in a tropical rainforest. Perhaps an island? Three question marks? Matthew, Levi, George, Benny, she said drowsily. She suddenly became alarmed as she unbuckled her seatbelt, jumped out of the plane, and ran crying across the canopy. Matthew, Levi, George, Benny, Matthew, Levi, George, Benny, Matthew, Levi, George, Benny. <laughs> Good reading. She then sat on a log and began weeping. She was all alone. Or so she thought. A lone adolescent creature was watching her, a velociraptor. It was male with red scaly skin and black stripes. It made one step closer, and Sarah turned her head and saw it when she heard the rustling of the branches. She now knew she was on a Jurassic Park. <laughs> Whichever one it was didn't matter. Sarah lowered her head, ready to accept that she was going to be lunch. But the raptor did not attack. It just came up to her and started sniffing at her neck. Sarah then pleaded. If you're going to eat me, get it over with. Quick! <laughs> the raptor drew its head back tilted its head and raised one eyebrow, then shook its head as if it were saying no. Sarah was confused to how this raptor could understand her. You can understand English? She asked. The raptor made a so-so gesture. <laughs> as they do. She realized her new friend could very understand English, but could not speak it. Can you teach me to speak raptor? She asked, which he nodded response. <laughs> It felt like an eternity for Sarah learning this simple language, but was actually no more than four hours. But when it was over, speaking raptor was like second nature to her. My name is Sarah, she told the raptor. I'm Lungeclaw, he replied. <laughs> <laughs> Good choices. Sarah then remembered her brothers. Have you seen my brothers? She asked in raptor. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of clicks and clacks. Lunchclaw had saw the plane uh, had saw the plane crash and saw no other humans aboard. You weren't alone, he asked. No, Sarah replied. Meanwhile, on another island, her four brothers were griping and arguing over the dignity of the school project. Back on Isla Sorna, Sarah Manuhin and Lunchclaw were looking for her brothers. Sarah then saw a pond and realized it was past her bath time. She took off her flip-flops, jeans, t-shirt, and finally her underwear, and began bathing in the pond. What are those? <laughs> Lunchclaw asked, pointing at her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> They're called nipples, she replied. They're for feeding human babies, mostly because human babies don't have teeth. Sarah then realized that was flirtatious question and not out of curiosity. <laughs> Lunchclaw laughed. <laughs> Didn't expect that from a dinosaur, did ya? <laughs> you little reptilian pervert! Sarah blushed. I don't know whether to kill you or kiss you. So, <laughs> so many thoughts ran through their heads at that moment. Most of them revolved one question. A human and a dinosaur in love? <laughs> By nightfall, Sarah was lying down <laughs> underneath Lunchclaw. That went quick. Lunchclaw had his penis unsheathed and held it close to her vulva. I'm ready, Sarah said. Lunchclaw then gently pushed it into her vagina. 
Then he thrust his penis in deeper. Sarah made a slight whimper. Lunchcloth smelt blood and gasped. Are you okay, Sarah? I'm fine. She sobbed. It's just, it's just my maiden head. Sarah then wrapped her arms and legs around him as he began moving himself. She clawed at him when he found the correct depth, and she sighed in pleasure when he found the correct speed. Then they came together. Lunchclaw Lunchclaw shot his dinosperm all into her womb until it was overflowing. I love you! Sarah said. And I feel the same way for you. (laughs) Lunchclaw replied. Sarah kissed him goodnight. To be continued. Next chapter is a uh, human dino baby. <laughs> yeah, I think it has to be. Spoilers! Right? Spoilers! I, I don't want to know yet. Spoiler alert. I'm amazed this is the first chapter of anything. I'm amazed. I, I, I'm going to have to continue listening to this podcast, Chris. This is evil. I need to know what happens between Sarah and Lunchclaw. It's this a very is a good true question. romance. I, I think they have, like... They went from... Predator-prey relationship to straight fucking on a beach within, like, four hours, I think. He took her maidenhead. Her maidenhead, everyone! Some people just call that Halloween. (laughs) 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 So I feel like this Drake guy Mm -hmm. uh, should have, like, a a Craigslist ad for, like, dino porn. Oh, yeah. And who's to say he doesn't? Come over to my house. We'll stand... Naked in a jungle until the the raptors spy us. Then we'll huddle together and all we'll have a three way. Yeah, yada yada yada. Made in yes. bed. No strings attached. Yes. <laughs> this jungle will be will be freezing, and and when we're about to hypothermiate, we will have raptors. <laughs> it's sex. called freezing, Rachel. Freezing. Um, I I feel like I just I just read read dino porn aloud. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did that. Guess what you did. Because I, I was looking for something new after the Harry Potter thing, and there apparently is a very popular piece of, like, Velociraptor smut, but you have to pay for it. And I was like, oh, they're probably going to sue me if I, like, read a whole book aloud. But this is on, like, fanfic.com. You can look it up. It's free. And it's amazing. Well, it should be free. <laughs> yeah, it should be free. Also, I love that she was like, oh, I think I'm on a Jurassic Park. I don't know which one. I don't know exactly which one, but I'm on. A well, Jurassic. she was about to be on a Jurassic penis. Sorry, I can't make jokes. It's just my maiden head. Sorry. <laughs> Chris, I do, I do appreciate your your commitment to the the word having every typo. You don't fix it. It, it I, really. I think Drake Scepter would be proud. I, that I hope words so. Were not changed. This is a new adventure because the last one had enough typos that it was obvious. Like, that we're reading it verbatim and that we're not just fucking up how how we can read English. But this has, like, one or two, and it's like, oh, I wonder if they're just thinking that I'm bad at reading. No, I, I, your listeners should know I was following along with the text. Chris made no mistakes. Thank you, Keith. Those are all pure Drake Scepter. I think I'm going to make Lunchclaw a Twitter account. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. Your friend Blanket Jackson. Yeah, because he, he's learning English, you know? Yeah, so. obviously. His first couple tweets will be in raptor language, you know, mixed in with some English. It'll be like broken English raptor language. Yeah, she learned raptor right quick. She did. It felt like an eternity, but it only took four hours. It only took four hours. Uh, Well, you guys, we've we've run out of time, and uh, we've also run out of episode. 
No. So that went by so fast. I know it goes by super fast. But I hope you guys have a great time. I had a fantastic time talking with you. It was fun. That was so fun. Yeah, you right? guys are awesome. Um, I I want to thank Keith Moser. Is this where I do my plugs? Yeah, do do just like a shit ton of plugs. I have a shit ton of plugs because I am in two improv troops in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, so if you're near Allentown, Bethlehem, check out 4 a.m. in Thailand and the Flighty Ducks. Um, we're on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. That's the number 4 a.m. in Thailand. And then also just Flighty Ducks. Um, Flighty Ducks also has a website, flightyducks.com. Uh, there's a couple regular shows that we do um, the second Tuesday of every month. So next up is December 10th. There's a bar brawl at the Allentown Brew Works. And the third Wednesday of every month, uh, we host an improv jam, which is sort of like an open mic for improv comedy. You can get up and do it with us at Godfrey Daniels in Bethlehem. Our next one is December 18th. And then the next big thing um, next year, the Steel Stacks Improv Comedy Festival is coming to Bethlehem. Ooh. We're actually bringing in uh, the UCB Torco to host 10 hours of nonstop comedy. Uh, troops from all over the country can actually submit. So if you want to travel to Bethlehem with your improv troop and be part of the festival, you can find a submission form at www.artsquest.org comedy. That's very so cool. It should be a fun time. I'll definitely be there, even if I'm not performing, to watch 10 hours of comedy. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It's like a little mini Del Close marathon in uh, Eastern Exactly. PA. I like that. Um, I also want to thank very much Rachel Lang for being with us tonight. Uh, what, what do you have coming up, Rachel? Um, I mean, I have a lot of things that I'm working on, as always. Um, I'm, a, I'm casting director right now for a movie that is um, – I guess it's in its last nine days of its Indiegogo campaign. Oh. Um, it's called Pungo, and uh, we have a new website up called it's www.pungothemovie.com. Um, it's a horror movie, and it will be about Grace Sherwood, the witch of Pungo, one of the most uh, famous uh, legends in Virginia. It's a very uh, well-known story, and we are working on uh, getting funding to bring an awesome script to life and um, – we are currently seeking talent for it, and uh, you can email pungomoviecasting at gmail.com if you are an actor and um, you want to send us your headshot and your resume. Um, uh, working with a really talented director, his name's Scott Hansen. Uh, he actually has a feature film called Monumental that um, I think they're going to find out if it got into Sundance on December 3rd, so that's really exciting. Very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and... Um, I'm on Twitter. I don't have like I don't have a lot of I'm like following more people than I have followers, and that annoys me. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, my Twitter name is Rach's Tweets. Very creative. Nice. And yeah, I'm working on a hot potato project right now with a company called Media Jack. Please feel free to like them on Facebook as well. Um, I also work with a very talented local production company here called JPix. It's J P I double X. Uh, we entered a, a Bare Naked Ladies contest uh, last year for their song Boomerang. Uh, please go on Gennaro.tv to uh, check out our video by JPix. It is freaking awesome. I, I play a bridezilla. And um, it was one of the most fun shoots I've ever done. And, uh, yeah, check me out on an ID channel sometime. You can find me on episodes like Happily Never After. Um, the episode is called A Bloody Proposal. I know you can buy it off iTunes. I've also been on FBI Criminal Pursuit, and that episode is called Bombshell. Um, what else? Oh, I was on I Dated a Psycho. I saw that. You did, did you really? Uh, I saw a couple of them. Great job. Hmm? Um, is that enough? I think that's good. I did totally I make forgot. myself sound cool and busy? Super cool. 
I totally forgot uh, listening to Rach. I was like, I plugged all of my my improv troops, but I have a personal Twitter. I might as well plug. It's a uh, Ponch twenty two P O N C H twenty two. Very nice. Maybe yeah. I can get more followers than people I'm following. Who knows? Yeah, well, I'll try it. I I've, I think I've mentioned mine on this show a couple times, and nothing has happened. It's ridiculous. I know thousands of people listen to the show, and nobody fucking follows me on Twitter. Uh, all right, before we end for real here, I, I do want to plug again that the music tonight um, was by Georgia Soul Council. Uh, you can buy their album Thickens Upon Standing on iTunes or Bandcamp.com. Uh, so make sure to look that up and make sure to actually pay for it because they're a really good band. Um, you guys, that's it. Make sure to uh, check out all the social media stuff and all the upcoming projects of my uh, wonderful guests. And uh, that's it. So uh, we'll see you next month for Christmas, believe it or not. Don't say it. I started hearing Christmas music at one o'clock in the morning, um, like the night of Halloween or like the morning of November 1st. And I just like started shouting, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's evil, evil, it's evil. way too early. Yeah, we're there now, though. You cannot subliminally influence me to start buying presents now. It worked on me, though. I'm going to start buying stuff immediately. Well, you guys have fiancés, so you should. (laughs) Thank you. We have to. We do have to. Spread those purchases out so the credit card bill isn't so big in January. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) A re-gift, but they'll know. We always know. Yeah. Well, anyhow, good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.